Welcome to another installment of Retro Radio Fall. An episode that has not been podcasted in years. You may hear some old Retrobot voices. Welcome to the Retro Radio Show. Some that are hard to understand. Time machine ready. Initiating time sequence. But with my new Retrobot friends, we'll make sure the shows get properly introduced. Today's feature is Jack Benny leaving for Yosemite from February 4th, 1940. Welcome everyone, this is your host Keith. Welcome back to the Retro Radio Podcast. I haven't been um, talking on the podcast much in the past few months. Uh, I've been trying to, or at least wanting to do more. I'm kind of winging it all alone today with no Retrobots available. Uh, I have a Retro Vault episode, which means another episode that digs back deep into our first season of the podcast. Shows that are no longer out there until now. You will hear this episode from Jack Benny. Uh, This aired February 4th, 1940 was part of a series. Uh, I think it's probably one of the one or if maybe the only one I'm aware of where he actually did a uh, a series like this. Uh, I enjoyed it the first time I heard it years ago. And here it is again today. I was going to feature it early in the year when it was actually February. Uh, and I just uh, I fell through the cracks until now. And I, I will try to bring you... <laughs> The rest of the three uh, episodes in this series as soon as I can and get them up and uh, out there. I always like to reintroduce them uh, to give uh, more information because back in that first season, I was just going with the Retrobots. Wasn't sure how people liked them. Didn't get really get any feedback, so it was really hard for me to tell. Didn't have a microphone, at least not one that sounded worth a darn not that mine are any better or a lot better today, but they are significantly better than that first season, trust me. And so, uh, what I want to say about this show, there's not a lot to say. I did some research uh, into the world of news at this time in 1940. There was some uh, uh, world unrest going on with Germany and Japan, some you know, invasion of things because in the fall of 39, there were some conflicts between Germany and Russia over Poland. And things weren't quite settled down. FDR was trying to keep the peace. Winston Churchill was trying to do his thing to uh, stabilize matters. But I think he was really trying to stir things up, if you ask me. But uh, here we are, uh, far from those world strifes and contentions, to enjoy some fun with Jack Benny. And in the world of Jack Benny, uh, in the previous week, he had just come from New York doing a March of Dimes fundraiser. And the premise is, after the show, the cast hit the road. Uh, the next day, they get up dark and early, go to a sporting goods store, and they commence their journey to a ski trip to Yosemite. And uh, in the store today, we find Jack being... So upbeat and perky and chipper, uh, Don and Dennis are their usual uh, fun selves. Uh, Mary Livingston gets the claws out, but if you think she has the claws out, 
uh, for a comedy effect in this episode. Just wait until, oh, this episode strings along to the second or third one in this series because uh, she definitely uh, has that quality about her with Jack <laughs> in this time frame. Phil Harris, uh, always kind of at this stage in the game, uh, is kind of on again, off again, uh, uh, contending with Jack and he. He gets himself invited to the ski trip and uninvited. And so he gets uh, on Jack's bad side and he uh, uh, kind of becomes a thorn in Jack's side through the series. I'll just leave it there. So that's the setup for today's show and uh, the rest of the series to come. And that's what I have about the show. Other than, I, like I said, I really do enjoy this. This is one of my favorite. Uh, series, as you might say, that Jack did. One of my favorites, and I don't think he repeated this Yosemite trip ever again. Jack repeated a lot of stuff, but he didn't repeat this one, to my knowledge. And if someone knows, you can correct me. Oh, speaking of correction, a listener uh, interaction. I don't have the, the emails and things at my fingertips. Somewhere. Again, going from memory. Had a nice email. Uh, earlier from a listener who says how much they love Lum and Abner. And you know what? So do I. <laughs> I only mentioned, I think, on the previous episode that some people don't because once in a while somebody will either send me a blurb on Facebook uh, that they think you're kind of silly or dumb. And I do know years ago as a kid, and I didn't know who they were back then, I remember being at my, my grandmother's house, my dad's mom, and there was a snippet of a show I heard, which now I know is Lemon Abner. Then I didn't know what it was. And my grandma kind of made one of these sour faces. I I think it was guys are dumb or some. I forget what she said. Knowing my grandma, it could have been anything. But she wasn't real happy with it. But uh, there are those out there who don't like them much. But uh, I do, and I plan on carrying all the shows I have out there. So, those who like it, look forward to that. Those who don't, eh, uh, stick with it. <laughs> and uh, we, we'll, we'll try to uh, make the, the posting of the rest of the shows as uh, bearable as possible. But I'll tell you, it will stretch out for at least probably the next year and a half at my current pace of uh, posting shows. So with that said, a little bit of housekeeping there, and thanks for the listener feedback. I really do enjoy hearing things like that. Shows you like, shows maybe you don't, and other trivial things. So with that said, let's see if we can cue something up here. Oh yeah, the original Retrobots. They do some usual announcements. They talk about being on Blueberry Podcasting, which we still are. You can find us there. They talk about... Uh, signing up for email notifications, which at the current moment, my email subscriptions I've taken down. They will be back up. I'm trying to work out a new system that's a little more stable that people can uh, uh, get weekly digest announcements. My old system has worked for years. Uh, I've had a few complaints about it. Not too many, but enough to make me uh, look at a new system. And I'm in the process of making the switch, so things can be a little bumpy, uh, but there is a way you can subscribe to the site by email. Um, the old email address 
uh, the, the Hotmail one. It's been dead for years. Please do not send anything there because it will not be answered. It's no longer monitored. The best thing to do is use the contact link on the webpage or send mail directly to Keith at retro-otr.com. You know, with that said, all the usual corrections from those old retrobots. And so, um, take it away, retrobots. Are we here? Of course we're here. We were just waiting for you to finish. Yay, we're here. All right. Take it away. Do you mean we actually have time for a song first? How about some Western fun with Tex Ritter? From 1940. That's what I like about the West. Now, Bella asked me the other day what I liked about the West. So I got together my arguments to prove that it's the best. I called the mayor, the chief of police, and even the governor's home to get the facts to back me up, and here's what they said on the phone. We got buffalo, deer, T-bone steaks, fruits, fish, and fowl. Wine and grapes, figs and dates, a chamber of commerce smiles. Liquid sunshine, legal moonshine, Reno, Frisco, Tahoe. Man, you name it, and if we ain't got it, we'll get it. That's what I like about the West. That's what I like about the West. You can prove that you're a man drinking fruit juice from a can. You can take a gal to a picture show, but the place to build morale is to take her for a moonlight stroll behind the old corral. Things down there are rooting and tooting, there's fighting and feuding and stuff. A prowling stranger can cause a shooting for enough of a thing's enough. That's what I like about the West. That's what I like about the West. Steal a gal, they're on the loose. Steal a horse, you'll get the news. Ride on cowboy, ride that pony West. Sultan of Fumban in Equatorial Africa was made from a gruesome substance indeed. 
for some strange reason, he had it made from the skull of his bitterest enemy. Believe it or not. In a moment, I'll tell you about a man who believed it was never too late to learn. Bishop Richard Cumberland of Peterborough, England, learned a new language in the year 1716 when he was 85 years old. The printer had given him an advanced copy of the New Testament, which was translated into Coptic, a late form of ancient Egyptian. In order to read the new edition, Bishop Cumberland mastered Coptic within a year. He never regretted this great mental effort, although he died two years after his crowning achievement. Believe it or not. Here's my favorite version of this song. The Andrews Sisters 1940 hit, Beat Me Daddy, A to the Bar. Village in Texas, there's a guy who plays the best piano by far. He can play piano any way that you like it, but the way he likes to play is A to the bar. When he plays, it's a ball, he's the daddy of them all. The people gather around when he gets on the stand, then when he plays, he gets the hand. The rhythm he beats puts the cats in a trance, nobody there. Welcome to the Retro Radio Show, taking you back to the days when radio was young. Enjoy old-time comedy shows at http colon slash slash retro.podomatic.com. 
Tell Keith what you think about the podcast. Send email to mtbye at hotmail.com. Just a reminder, shows older than August have been removed from the server. Send Keith requests to get old shows. We have plans to use other means to allow us to keep our shows up indefinitely, but all the kinks aren't worked out yet. We are now part of the Blueberry Network. That means you can also visit our podcast feed at blueberry.com slash retro. That is blueberry.com, without the ease. Thanks for listening. Today's show is the first of a four-part series. Over the next few weeks, stay tuned for the rest. Time machine ready. Setting the dials. Year, 9-40. Date, February, 4. Jack Benny, visit to Yosemite, part 1 of 4. The Jello Program, back in Hollywood, California, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with I've Got My Eyes on You. Gentlemen, when you hear me say Jello, here's what I hope you think of. I hope you get a picture in your mind of a swell, gay, colorful dessert. Chuck full of bang-up goodness filled with rich, juicy flavor. Because that's just what the name Jello stands for. It means the most delicious, refreshing dessert you ever enjoy. But it means more than that. Because the name Jello is a trademark. It's the property of General Foods. And believe me, that trademark is not just a handy name. It's a real responsibility. It means something to be lived up to. So when you buy Jell-O, you know you're getting the finest product possible. And that's why year in, year out, the makers of Jell-O are making it even better. And it's also why we ask you to insist on Jell-O by name, to be sure of getting the one and only Jell-O, the real thing. So look for those big red letters on the box when you buy. They spell Jell-O, America's favorite gelatin dessert for 40 years and better than ever today. on you played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, last Sunday our broadcast came to you from Oakland, California, where we gave a benefit performance for the March of Dimes. So now we would like to show you exactly what happened at the conclusion of that program. The place is the Civic Auditorium in Oakland. The orchestra has just finished the closing number, and Jack is at the microphone saying, as he always does at the end of every... This is the last number of the 17th program in the current Jello series. And I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure appearing here in Oakland for the March of Dimes. You're a swell audience, and thanks again very much. Good night, folks. Well, that's that. Gee, what a crowd. Follow me, Jack. I'll get you through the dressing room. I don't know of any better interference, Don. I'm right behind you. Can I have your autograph, Miss Livingston? Why, certainly. Here you are, little boy. Mary. Mary will never get through this mob. Oh, Mr. Harris, can I have your autograph? Sure, honey. What's your name and telephone number? Bill, cut that out. Keep pushing through, Don. Here's the dressing room, Jack. Come on, Dennis. Here I am, Mr. Benny. Wow, what excitement. 
Well, fellas, there's another one in the bag. Well, how do you think the show went over, Jack? Very good, Don, considering we had to work in such a big auditorium. Yes, sir, 9,000 people. And they were a swell audience. They sure were, Jack. Did you hear them laugh when I said I was sharing the bridal suite with Phil Harris? Oh, they really went for that one. And when I said I hope you'll both be very happy, they screamed, didn't they, Mary? Sure, how about the yell I got when I said Dennis Day was sleeping in the bassinet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they were laughing at. I never slept in a bassinet in my life. Well, maybe you haven't, Dennis, but they laughed because a bassinet sounds funny. Sure, it's funny. Imagine a guy sleeping in a horn. <laughs> a horn? Hey, you're thinking of a bassoon. A bassinet is a baby's crib. Oh, well, say, that's even better, ain't it? <laughs> yes, Phil, we think so. Say, Jack. What? I thought you were marvelous tonight. I never saw you work better. Well. Here you got big laughs. They screamed at you. Well, thanks, Mary. Now stick your shirt tail back in. <laughs> oh, was that out during the broadcast? Why didn't somebody tell me? I thought you were doing it for a gag. Phil, I don't resort to those corny tactics like you do. You never got a laugh in your life without mugging it up. What are you talking about? I was the hit of the show tonight and I didn't make one face. You were the hit of the show. Yes, if you don't believe it, I'll leave it to Don. All right, and I'll leave it to Mary. Are you sure you want to do that, Jack? Correct, then I leave it to Dennis. <laughs> I got more laughs. Oh, let's go out and eat. Every week you two have the same argument. Well, I'm tired of Phil's bragging all the time. When you come right down to it, he had very little to do on this show. I'm fixing that, too. Next week I'm going to bring in my own rider. Oh, no, you don't. The last rider you brought in didn't know a single joke that didn't begin with a traveling salesman went up to a farmer's daughter. <laughs> a fine rider. What was his name again? Belly Laugh Barton. <laughs> That's the guy. Some gag man. <laughs> oh, Jack, remember those cards you used to hand out? Cards? Yeah. Belly Laugh Barton. Call out the police. I'm a riot. <laughs> oh, yes. What a pest he was. You never did like that guy, did you, Jack? No, and his idea of humor. I told him one day if he didn't watch out with that cane of his, I'd hit him right over the head with it. <laughs> Whatever became of that broken-down genius, anyway? He's working for Fred Allen. Oh, well, they ought to make a marvelous combination. Belly Laugh Barton and Call Me a Taxi, Okay, You're a Taxi, Allen. <laughs> they ought to get along swell together. Ah, uh, Jack, you just thought, Allen, because last Wednesday you said you were stingy. Listen, Mary, saying I'm stingy is one thing, and proving it is another. Well, he said it, and I'll prove it. <laughs> That's so. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Mary, and this goes for Phil Harris. Oh, Jack, stop all this arguing. We've just finished the program. Let's relax for a while. You're right, Don. I'm sorry. But Phil always... Well, forget it. I'm going back to the hotel now. And listen, fellas, I want you all to get a good night's rest because, remember, we're leaving very early in the morning for Yosemite. We're going to have four lovely days in the snow. I thought you were kidding, Jack. Are you really treating us to a vacation in Yosemite? I certainly am. Oh, boy, am I going to pop you with a snowball. You're not going to pop me, Phil, because you're not going. You invited me, didn't you? That's been canceled as of your attitude tonight. <laughs> so forget it. Now, fellas, it's pretty cold up in Yosemite, so I think that tomorrow morning we ought to buy all the warm clothes and equipment we'll need for the winter sport. That's a good suggestion, Jack. I'm going to get some skates and go ice skating every day. So was I until I heard that. <laughs> Don't worry, Mary. It gets pretty cold up there. That ice will even hold Wilson up. Just the same. If I hear a crack, I'm not going to stop to think of an answer. <laughs> All right.
might suit yourself. Now, Dennis. Yes, please? I, uh, I think you ought to buy a pair of ski shoes and some skis. Well, I've never been on skis before, Mr. Benny. It's pretty dangerous, isn't it? No, there's nothing to it. You just keep one foot a little ahead of the other and your knees slightly bent. You, you soon get onto it. <laughs> Say, Jack, uh, tell me what happened to you last year when you went skiing at Lone Pine. Well, that was just an accident. <laughs> what happened, Barry? Jack sang into a tree so hard a squirrel came down waving a white flag. <laughs> Mary, the only reason I hit that tree is because I was skiing on one foot. And the only reason you were skiing on one foot is because the other one got caught in your bloomers. Those weren't bloomers, those were ski pants. Those were bloomers and you borrowed them from me. Mary, you keep that up and you'll stay home like Phil Harris. Anyway, Dennis, I'll meet you in the store uh, tomorrow morning and be sure to buy a pair of skis. Bloomers, too? No. Now, get this straight, everybody. We'll meet in the morning at 7.30 sharp in that little sporting goods store right next to my hotel. That's where I want you to buy all your clothing and equipment. Oh, getting a cut, eh? No, I'm not getting a cut, eh? <laughs> I want everybody to meet there so we can leave right from the store for Yosemite. Okay, Jackson, it's a date. You're not going, Phil. Neither am I if I have to get up at 7 o'clock. Mary, it won't hurt you to get up early one morning. What did you do when you worked in the May Company? Up till noon, I had a stand-in. <laughs> Just the same, you meet me at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Well, I'm going to run along now, fellas. Is everything clear? Come on, Mary, let's go. Oh, gee whiz, Jack, I don't want to get up at 7.30. Look, Mary, I know it's early, but once you're up, you'll enjoy it. The air is snappy and fresh, and see, you'll see like a million dollars. So Jack and Mary left the auditorium, and right after Dennis Day's song, we will show you what happened the following morning. Sing, Dennis. <laughs> It's a blue world without you. It's a blue
here you are, Mary. Right in front of the store and right on time, too. 7.30. I'm sorry I had to get you up so early in the morning. Did you have a good night, Fred? Oh, shut up. <laughs> You're always so touchy in the morning. Well, you'll feel better after you've had some breakfast. I ate. Uh, Mary, what's the matter with you anyway? Look how nice it is outdoors. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. Be happy and gay. You're going on a vacation. Hooray. That's the spirit. <laughs> well, let's go in the store and buy what we need. Hey, we're the only ones here. I guess we must be the first customers, eh, Mary? Yeah. Oh, there's the clerk. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I'm, uh, I'm going to Yosemite, and I'd like to buy some equipment for the winter sport. You can rent everything you need up there. I know that, but I'd rather buy my own. Much more expensive that way. I don't care. I want to buy my own equipment. Okay, you're the doctor. <laughs> now, let's see. I'll need some heavy woolen socks and a sweater. Say, Mary, it's pretty cold up there. Do you think I ought to buy some long underwear? Do they come any longer than the ones you're wearing? <laughs> they're not so long. They just stretch when they're washed. A uh, young man, I think I'll take some long underwear, woolen socks, two pair of mittens, and a sweater. What are you going to do with all that? I told you I'm going up to Yosemite. Well, how long are you going to stay there? About four days. Okay, you're the doctor. <laughs> Believe me, I know what I'm doing. Now, let's see. Oh, yes, uh, I almost forgot. I want to get some snowshoes, a fur hood, and some felt-lined boots. Oh, come now. Never mind, it's cold up there. Excuse me a minute, my wife just came in. Good morning, dear. I brought your lunch. Thanks, darling. Are you busy right now? Yes, I'm waiting on Admiral Byrd. <laughs> Admiral Byrd, yes. Hey, Mary, I'm going to buy some skis. Come over and help me pick out a pair. Be careful, Jack. Remember what happened to you at Lone Pine. Don't worry about me. Do you at Lone Pine. Don't worry about me, Mary. I can ski like a Norwegian. I wipe back and walk here, and they used to call me Bajork Benny. <laughs> That's what. You're a Bajork, all right. <laughs> well, at least you're waking up. Say, here's a, here's a nice pair right here. Hey, young fellow, I think I'll buy this pair of skis right here. Pretty dangerous, you know. Not if you know how to use them. <laughs> I want this pair of skis. Okay. I'm the doctor, so don't argue. My goodness. Very well. Shall I wrap them up, or do you want to wear them? Wrap them up, of course. How can I get in my car with a pair of skis on? Take the top down. Now, look, young man, I didn't come here to argue with you. I just want to buy these skis. How much are they? Twenty-two fifty. Twenty-two fifty. Fine, Jack. You intend to be a father in Florida. <laughs> Gee, that should have gotten a bigger laugh in California. <laughs> well, they're pretty steep, but I'll take them. I never saw such a. Well, hello, Don. Hiya, Dennis. Hello, Jack. Hello, Mister Benny. Well, Mary, this is a little early for you, isn't it? Oh no, it's wonderful. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. What do they want anyway? <laughs> 
Don't annoy her, Don. You know, the princess can't get up until noon. Well, I'd get up early, too, if I stayed home every night like you do. What do you mean, I stay home every night? You know very well I go out with Gladys on Wednesday and Saturday. And Thursday, I bowl till midnight. <laughs> See, you're a regular Tommy Manville. Don't be funny. Say, Don, you better get whatever you need in a hurry so we can get started. Well, the only thing I need, Jack, is a pair of ski pants. Okay. Say, young man, have you got a pair of ski pants his size? Let him ask me. <laughs> I intruded. Ask him, Don. Young man, have you got a pair of ski pants that'll fit me? Just, so don't bend over. <laughs> ha ha, that's very comical. Quiet, I've had just about enough for you. For me? Well, of all the insolence. Why don't you punch him in the nose, Jack? You do it. You're more in the mood than I am. Come on, Don, get your stuff and let's get out of here. Do you want anything, Dennis? No, I brought all the stuff I need across the street. I'm glad you did. Come on, fellas, let's go. Rochester's waiting for us in front of the hotel with the car. Okay, Jack. Oh, boy, Yosemite. I can hardly wait. Well, look who's here. Hiya, Jackson. Hello, fellas. Oh, hello, Phil. What are you doing in this store, Phil Harris? What do you think I'm doing? I'm going to buy my stuff for Yosemite. You're not going up in my car. Who cares? I got a car of my own, and I'm leaving at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Oh, you are, eh? Yes, and I'll be in Yosemite before you finish taking up collection for your gasoline. <laughs> All right, Sour Gates, I'm paying for this trip, gasoline and all. Come on, fellas. I'll ride up with Phil. You'll ride with me. Now, let's go. Here, Dennis, carry my skis. Okay, Mr. Benny. What can I do for you, sir? Give me a real snappy ski outfit, a pair of ice skates, and a case of musician's mill. Oh, bourbon, eh? comfortable back there? Yeah, we're fine, Jack. Everything's okay. Speak for yourself, Don. I'm half frozen. Well, put the blanket around you. Rochester, can't you go a little faster? We've been driving eight hours and we're nowhere near Yosemite. 
We made much better time from Los Angeles to Oakland. Mr. Wilson was with us then. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can hardly move with these suitcases and Don all around me. Oh, stop complaining, Mary. I'm holding Dennis on my lap, ain't I? You wouldn't if you had a windshield. <laughs> So, I'm just holding Dennis so you'll be comfortable. Are you all right, Dennis? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, wrap your muffler up around you. You'll be all right. Okay, Mr. Danny. Boy. Say, Jack, uh, why don't you let me hold Dennis back here on my lap? You've got fat, Don. You don't need him. <laughs> Gee, the scenery is beautiful along here. <laughs> hey, Rochester. Yes, boss? Uh, listen to the knock in that motor. Does that mean anything? Not anymore. <laughs> should watch those things. See, the way you abuse this car, it'll have no trade-in value at all. Trade-in value? Yes. Boss, this car has to tiptoe past the junkyard now. Does he? Well, if you want to know something, Rochester, a man offered me $485 for this car. Uh-huh. Well, he did. I said, uh-huh, that's as far as I'll go. He's not the only one. I've had other offers. Dennis, will you please sit still and enjoy the scenery? Hey, Jack, I'm getting hungry. You are? Yeah, when are you going to take the hot dogs out of the radiator? As soon as they're done. Sit back and be patient. Gee, we'll be going through the mountains in a minute. Oh, Rochester, what's the gas situation? Still 19 cents a gallon. I don't mean that. I mean, what does the gauge say? It's right between empty and positively. Well, we're all right for a while yet, but uh, we better stop at the next station and not take any chances. Oh, Jack, Jack. What? Look at Don. He's sound asleep. Oh, yeah. What is he mumbling about? I don't know. Why don't you go to your neighborhood grocer and ask him for a package of tempting delicious jello? It comes in ice skates, snowshoes, cherry orange lemonade. Isn't that cute? So I insist on genuine jello and look for the big red letters on the ski pants. Ski pants? Wow. Maybe I'd better wake him up, Jack. You'll catch cold. No, let him alone. He's happy. Hey, Rochester, take it easy going around these curves here. Rochester, wake up! <laughs> Hold out, no Timothy. We're not there yet. Rochester, don't you ever fall asleep at the wheel again. We could have been killed. Now watch yourself. Okay, boss. And it's getting dark. Turn on the headlights. They've been off for 15 minutes. See, they're not very bright for driving, are they? Oh, well, the moon will be out pretty soon. That's all right the phone rise, but it won't help me any. Oh, stop squawking and watch the road. Pull over at the side, Rochester. Somebody wants to pass. All right, come on, come on. Hurry, Jackson, why don't you get a horse? It's Bill Harris. Oh, Bill! 
Ignore him, Mary. That's a big show-off. Look at him ahead there. Rochester, step on the gas. I'll give you $50 if you pass him. I'll give you $100. Go back to 50 I feel bad enough. <laughs> Well, let him go. We don't want to be with him anyway. Uh, Jack, we'll never make Yosemite by tonight. It's pretty dangerous driving through the mountains. Maybe you're right, Don. Let's stop somewhere and leave early in the morning. Oh, no. I got up this morning, but tomorrow comes a revolution. <laughs> we'll get up with the rest of us. We'll stop at an auto park. We ought to get to one pretty soon. I hope so. Well, I'm glad to hear from you, Dennis. I thought you were frozen. Rochester, see those lights up ahead? That might be an auto camp. Slow down. Okay. Now, listen, fellas. When we get there, I'm paying for all your rooms. Yes, sir. Of course, I really don't have to because our vacation doesn't officially start until we get to Yosemite. <laughs> but just the same, this is on me. Yes, sir. Yep. Keep talking, brother. You're hooked. <laughs> I'm not hooked. I'm only too glad to do it. Say, boss, you were right. Look at that sign. Where? Right there. It says Mountain View Auto Court. Our cabins are cozy, so come in and dozy. <laughs> oh, yes, and it says 75 cents a night. Pull up, Rochester. We'll stop here. Uh, honk the horn. Maybe somebody will come out. They didn't hear it. Try the other one. That ought to bring him. Mm, here comes somebody now. Good evening, folks. What can I do for you? Uh, we're on our way to Yosemite, and we'd like to stop here. How much are your cabin? Three dollars a night. Three dollars a night? Why, your sign there says 75 cents. Yep, that stops them every time. <laughs> Well, that's the worst thing I've ever heard of, fooling people like that. I know, but our cabins are worth $3 a night. We've got running water. I don't care if you've got sitting bull. I'll only pay 75 cents. <laughs> now, we'll need about four cabins. I'm sorry, but we only had one left, and that was just taken. Just taken? Yes, you have to go somewhere else. Well, for heaven's sake, why didn't you tell me in the first place and not waste my time? Why not? Why not? Try to get some sleep. <laughs> Oh, so Harris got the last cabin. I bet he didn't pay any three dollars. You said it, kid. <laughs> well, I wouldn't stay here now if you gave me the place for nothing. Drive on, Rochester. Okay, you're the doctor. <laughs> Imagine Harris getting the last cabin. Boy, what luck. All we need now is a flat tire. Don't take them, boys. They're much too willing. Let's eat, fill, and drive. I'm hungry, Jack. I'm cooking for cold. I'm hungry and cooking for cold. Well, gee whiz, fellas, we'll get to another place pretty soon. Cheer up, everybody. Stop acting like a lot of babies. Come on, let's sing and be happy. Merrily, we roll along, roll along, roll along, Mar... What's the matter with you? Come on, sing. Merrily, we roll along, roll along, roll along, merrily, we roll along, roll along, Ladies and gentlemen, the story of our trip to Yosemite will be continued next Sunday night, so be sure and tune in for further episodes of our vacation in the snow. Ice skating, bobsledding, skiing, thrills, chills, and spills. You said it. Drive on, Roger. <laughs>
want to tell you about something entirely new and different in dessert. It's a brand new Jell-O recipe called Jell-O Orange Vanilla Whip. Two swell desserts blended into a wonderfully enticing new Jell-O treat that combines all the unique goodness of both these delightful Jell-O favorites. And here's how it's done. First, prepare orange Jell-O and fill the Jell-O until cold and syrupy. Place in a bowl of cracked ice and whip with a rotary egg beater until thick and fluffy. Next, gradually add the chilled pudding to the Jell-O, beating constantly until blended. Then mold, and you'll have one of the most exciting, most tender, tempting desserts you ever tasted. A velvety smooth as Bavarian cream, but so inexpensive. A rich, creamy orange creation that combines the juicy, tantalizing tang of bright orange Jell-O with the delicate beauty and flavor of Jell-O vanilla pudding. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for a really thrilling surprise the first time you try that new, luxurious dessert of desserts, Jell-O Orange Vanilla Whip. number of the 18th program in the current Jell-O series. And now that we showed you what happened on our trip to Yosemite last week, tune in next week to see what happened this week. I mean, last week. I mean... You mean good night, folks? Yes, that's it. Good night. Baby, this is the National Broadcasting Company. Oh. Presented by the Retro Radio Podcast, retro-otr.com. Thanks. Well, I guess I'll run along now.